You're listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Don't be a juice bag. We a refuge for great geeks, cause round here we don't get geek. We don't care for the hate speech, that's why we ain't mainstream. So we linked up on the same team, no heights we can't reach. We are fan, we're hearts true. If you feel the same, sing along too. Say great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge, great geek, great geek, refuge, refuge. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Don't be a juice bag, cause round here we don't do that. Like, uh, action news. And now, your host, Mike Lutzer. I'm Apology is the wrong word because we did. We were very clear when we talked about uh, Hassan uh, Minhaj's, um, I guess, the allegations against him in that New Yorker article. We said, if true, this is fucked up. If this is what he did, like we we were like, you know, he probably shouldn't have done this. He probably shouldn't have done that. So a little bit of an apology because Rambo shared with us um, the YouTube video that he put out in response to the article and when i say that that motherfucker came with receipts like 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 a like an accountant like a folder full of receipts so that he could itemize each and every single thing that they said i like he had an answer for everything and proved it and i was incredibly impressed by the way that he did that. Because at no point was he like shitty. Like he was not like, you know, fuck you and fuck the New Yorker and fuck, like he was just like, here's what was said. Here's what they used. Like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, like I, it, it's, that that's my beginning and then we'll go round table and then we'll discuss more of it. But like, what did you guys think of his, his reaction video that he put out? Go ahead, MC. Uh, well, you can go ahead, Rambo. Uh, um, I yeah, I appreciated how uh, kind of even-handed it was. At the fact that he made a point to um to both be clear about what was inaccurate while also owning the things that were accurate. Um, and you know the bits and the the bits where he seemed to to acknowledge that. Um, yeah, maybe this was not the best way to go about this. Um, uh, made a lot of sense and, and, um, it showed that he wasn't just him, you know, coming up to be like, this whole article is bullshit and this is not at all what I said. Um, but, uh, yeah, the fact that that article was so poorly written and, um, and and incredibly biased and and trying to craft a narrative as opposed to just report what was going on uh is really frustrating um and it 
it it served to sensationalize something that um could still have been just as interesting um just exploring uh uh what was really going on and it's a fucking bummer too because it pretty much cost him that job yeah. at the daily show yeah um and i do really like that guy i mean and, and to be clear like you know i'm not gonna write a sob story for this dude who's almost certainly a multimillionaire at this point um and he there are still like some funky allegations with regard to how they would treat the fact checkers at the show yeah um and stuff like that but the fact that that article went so far out of its way uh to um to misconstrue and at times just outright fabricate certain aspects of things uh is is pretty fucking gross that was my issue yeah that in a nutshell because like i had said when we were talking about it the first time that like there's a certain amount of like artistic license that i feel that comedians and storytellers get when it comes to the way that they craft their stories but like the biggest issue I had was the um, the ex or like the the one that he asked to prom and then like the whole, you know, like we're not taking pictures with you because you're brown thing. Like the fact that like he had her picture up on the screen, that was an accusation and that wasn't even true. He was like, yeah. I fucking Googled generic white people and like used that. He's like, and not only that, the ex went to his show. He invited her to the show and she went like that was that was wild like the way that they misconstrued that but like it points to the bigger issue of when you hear people say mostly people on the right people wearing red hats um they love saying oh you know fake news you can't trust the news media you can't trust the mainstream media you can't trust the mainstream media this is why they say shit like that Mm -hmm. because this looks like you arrange this story to be a hit piece on this dude to get more clicks to get more views to get more shares because like ultimately i guarantee you the new yorker is like man writer whoever did this you sure did fuck up because they are getting a ton of attention just like youtubers have pointed out that to break the algorithm you say things purposefully wrong so that people will engage it because engagement is engagement is engagement whether it's right or wrong and like i feel like that the same thing applies they don't care about the attention like the attention like negative or positive attention is attention yeah and uh it makes me think about like um this something going on with uh with twitter now because you or x i guess if you will i'm still calling it twitter um where where you now have um engagement that like because you can make money off of that neg- negative engagement by putting intentionally incendiary things on there you start to see more you start to see um it become extremely common on there we we actually just um you know like v- variety and like deadline i think we would all agree have been like pretty reputable like like when they put something out it's been like oh yeah we can pretty much trust that you know what they say is what it is and even you know this week um variety put something they tweeted something from the from the article that they put out about marvel 
that intentionally tries to frame something that is commonplace in Hollywood as if, oh, this movie is so bad that even the director didn't want to keep doing post-production on it. And it's like, you know, a director not being fully present or starting another project while something they did is in post-production is not, un, it's, it's not uncommon. <laughs> like it's, you know, it's, it, that's, it's, it's very normal for that to happen. But because of, you know, talking about the Marvels or, you know, Brie Larson, I mean, that we've talked about that extensively in the past before too. For some reason, Variety, which is, you know, like I said, a, a news source that I think we would all consider to be pretty reputable, putting something incendiary because they got a lot of engagement on that tweet once it, once it went up there about that, regardless of how common that it is. But it was it was essentially rage baiting because there's a lot of clout and money and other things to be had by intentionally being incendiary like that. And that's why, like with with this in particular, because I, I still haven't seen the the entirety of, of of his video, but I feel like with 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 you know this era of misinformation and disinformation, and you know if someone somewhat reputable says something. And the fact that it can kind of go anywhere, regardless of what any truth surrounding it might have, because once it's out there, it's out there. Um, I think this is like the best way he could have handled. This is like the an ideal way to have to have handled it, because he could have easily just been like, you know, like you said, uh, yeah, this is bullshit, you know, yeah, and said literally nothing else. But you know, the, I think he uh, he uh, obviously recognizes the danger in in not going piece by piece and being specific and detailed and showing that like, oh no, this is there. There's a lot wrong here, and I do not want this attached to me. You know, it, knowing how wrong and bad that this is. So I mean, I, I you know what I, what I've seen of of, um, of the video, I appreciated his response and handling it and just taking accountability. I think. Just with you know, public figures in general, like we would like for them to do something like that rather than these one word, this is bullshit, don't believe it statements, or immediately attacking people, um, regard you know, just because stuff was said. I I I find I really appreciated this this approach. Yeah, same. I, I did too. And like it's it's frustrating. It's very, very frustrating because like Rambo pointed out, man, this probably cost him the Daily Show. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it probably shouldn't have. And they're not going to do anything to fix that, are they? Yeah. No, they don't they don't fucking care. And like um you men you, you mentioned in our group chat the other day and it was it was really funny because it's 100% accurate. We can find a way to circle this back to capitalism being evil pretty much in every conversation. <laughs> yep. <laughs> That's the, why did the New Yorker do this? Clicks, money. That's why. Why did Variety basically like start rage bathing? Yeah, money. Yeah. It's all about you money. Paid off that negative engagement. Yeah, and like it, it's, it sucks, man. It it, it really sucks. <laughs> and and then, and then also like, what's really going to happen to the, like uh, the New Yorker in the aftermath of that? In theory, it should ruin it should ruin their credibility and make you know people who who really subscribe to them really have second guesses about what they say and um, how their writers do stuff. But then, you know, 
nothing will nothing will probably happen. I mean that the, the person who, who was responsible might you know, might have some blemishes, but you know if you think about it, I don't know the name of the person that wrote the article. Nope. And I think that that's on purpose, you know, to a certain degree. That like the not anonymity because we obviously you can just look at the byline, but like look at people like um, Sean King. How many times has Sean King been fucking horribly wrong about shit? Often. <laughs> Often. But he is still looked at in a favorable light for the most part. And it, it's baffling to me, like, how bad this guy is at his job. But again, like, it, it's not about the truth anymore. And that's 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 the scariest part about this is that we – I wouldn't even say as a country, I would say as a society, as, as like a the, the overall human race, we are shitty at media literacy. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's it's bad, dude. It's really bad. <laughs> like I hear people saying, to, and the, oh man, this drives me nuts. I can't have a genuine conversation with anybody about um, trafficking because it is the well has been poisoned by anybody on the right. And like, I have no idea what the actual numbers are when it comes to sex trafficking or child trafficking because there's so much false data put out there by people who want to distract you from everything else. Remember when COVID was happening and we were talking about the vaccines and then all of a sudden every single right wing news media outlet was posting about um, child trafficking, child trafficking. We need to focus on this. This is the main concern. We need to protect the children. Like, and mm-hmm. then you found out later that that was a right wing ploy. Like, like how, how can you fucking trust anything anymore? And it makes me feel like an asshole when people bring up child trafficking and I'm like, it, there's no way it's that big of a deal. It makes me sound like a horrible person for saying that, you know, like, because you can't, you can't even say that. Like, what do like, how, how can you say that without sounding like somebody who doesn't care about kids being trafficked, which is fucking awful. Like it, it sucks. It really sucks. And it sucks to be living through this sort of shit. Like, Yeah. And I think that's what like, just, I think for me, it, it's made me, it's made me kind of revisit. I think some older stances that I've had about stuff. Like I remember like, you know, I was, I was, uh, an old debate bro in the early in the early 2010s you know i'd love to seek stuff like out and you know my favorite line then was like well just google it google it go look it up yourself i'm not here to do the work for you but i feel like you know with so much bad information being out there the fact that we know that like google for example you know like it's not rant the the stuff that comes up when you google something is not random that even they are in the business of well, whoever's paying them, you know, you're, you're more likely to get their search results that pop up on the first, you know, one or two pages as opposed to, you know, someone else. Um, and so, like, nothing is innocent, nothing is tainted, and that's why, like, I think, just to some degree, and it, you know, as uh, people in the, in that are doing media, like, we have a responsibility. I feel like to share the information if we have it. Because it might not be accessible, you know. The other people might not know about what's, you know, what's going on with, with like where this came from, or might not know that a certain source is like not great to go to or to to yeah. look at. You know, yeah. I kind of feel like um, I don't know if I've told this story on here, 
but I remember in college, I was a, I was in an um, I took an African American history from eight like post eighteen sixty five course, and I remember one day coming in the class, and um, uh, before like my teacher came in kind of late, and someone was just like, "Hey, hey, did you hear about uh, the, the 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 white woman in North Dakota that's getting charged as a black man?" And my antenna immediately went up because I was like, is this a joke? And then like my teacher obviously hadn't heard of it. And then he and the student had this whole back and forth about like, um, you know, like, yeah, they said they were going to charge this, this, uh, this white woman, like a, like a black man that, that she was, that the judge said she was being charged as a black man and all this other stuff. And I remember um, raising my hand to be like, did you read this on the onion? Because that was an article from the onion. And I remember because I was a very loyal reader of the onion at the time, but it was, it, but it was also, but it was kind of crazy to me. Cause I, I was like, someone read this and couldn't decipher that this was not a real story, that it was satire. Yeah. That makes me very scared to think and that this was 20, 10, 2010, when this happened. And 13 years later, it's, you know, we're at a, a place where, like, yeah, people see headlines and see things and can't really, might not be able to distinguish that this is a real thing versus a fake thing. I think we see a lot of that with a lot of the right-wing aggregator sites where they'll say something about, like, oh, uh, the gay agenda is, you know, corrupting kids from blah, blah, blah. And you try to find what the source is, and it's the source is like some no-name blog with three-page views, you know, from 2008. But it doesn't matter. That it's, it's like a GeoCities website. It's got like yeah. sparkly shit in the background. Well, like... Angel Fire, Angel Fire, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's it, it's not a real thing. But they aggregated it, and you know, it ended up going viral despite it not being that because no one cared to do the research to see that oh, yeah. oh, this is not a real thing. It's the whole, um, they now have litter boxes in elementary schools Ugh. for children who identify as cats. It's true. I know teachers in North Carolina who have seen it. And like, I actually know teachers in North Carolina. And every single time I read one of those fucking comments, I'm like, hey, Barbara, is this a thing? And she's like, fucking no. It never has been. It never will be. Shut up. I'm tired of hearing about this. <laughs> a friend of mine. Yeah. Um, a, uh, a professor and another friend of ours who was also a professor um, <laughs> insists that at one point he had a student who was named I'll spell it out for you capital L A hyphen capital oh. A yeah. And instantaneously you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about. And they're like, no, I had a student called that. I had a student called that. No, you didn't. But Mike, if you're not familiar, uh, it's a, an old racist joke where you write out la hyphen capital A. And the question is, how do you pronounce that? And the answer is Ladasha. And 
this professor insists that they had a student named that. Yep. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. They didn't. It didn't happen. Um, but it's funny to them. Uh, and because it's something they're they racist. Just, yeah, and it's something to just maintain. <laughs> um, also, uh, fun fact, uh, mixed race guy. So... <laughs> Dude, like, I want... Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I mentioned Love it on that. I mentioned it on the cold open about how sometimes you'll say something to somebody, and uh, once you explain it to them, they then feel bad. I had somebody make fun of African American names, and they're like, "Well, they just make them up." And like, it's, it's there's a guy that plays for Alabama, and his name is Kool Aid, and like they'll say shit like that, and like trying to like like stick it to like how stupid African American people are. And I looked at him and I said, "You know why they do that, don't you?" And they were like, why? And I was like, well, because when they were stolen into slavery, they didn't know what country they were from or what their culture was. So they had to create their own. And just watching them just like, just look at their feet and just be like, yeah, I, I, oh, guess, I, guess, yeah. That, I guess that makes sense. You know, my yeah. bad. And also get this. All names are made up. All yep. names are made up. <laughs> all names are made up. Like, all names yep. are made up. Like, yep. Who cares? Do you like, like, do I think that there are some, uh, some some folks with like like some black kids with some wacky names absolutely yeah are there some white kids with wacky names mm -hmm. for fucking sure yeah absolutely yep. both of my kids like <laughs> <laughs> they both have some wacky ass names let's be real white here people, okay white like, like pretentious white people love to name their children after jobs hunter. like hunter carter uh miller uh <laughs> like pornographer. Uh pornographer. <laughs> <laughs> we'll call him porn for short. It'll be fine. Um porny. But yeah, I, I, I remember um a uh a guy I no longer keep contact with sent me an article and he was like, Well, how do you explain this? And the article was from some right wing website. And the claim being made was that uh, California was loosening restrictions uh, on same-sex um, statutory rape uh, charges. And I'm like, okay, let's look this up. And so I Googled it and it was true. That was a thing that was happening. And I'm like, okay, why is it happening? Let's look more specifically at this. Because the, 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 as soon as I read it, I was like, either this is bullshit or it's being completely taken out of context. And what it boiled down to was for uh, up until recently, if, if there was a... Uh, uh, I, 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 I forgive me for not remembering the exact details of this, but it was something along the lines of if it was an opposite sex relationship, and there was, um, and it was a statutory rape case, there was like a five-year minimum uh, uh, sentencing. But if it was a same-sex uh, statutory rape case. There was like a 10 year and it was automatic. It was, it was an instantaneous thing. 
And all they were doing was they were putting them all on the same level. Leveling the playing field. But yeah. 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 And it's not that it wasn't true. It's that the way it was presented, it removed all the context and it skewed it so that it was so it made it seem like they were making it so much better and they were they were it, it wasn't nearly as bad because it's like well no, no no they're just actually making this even they're they're, they're yeah it's, it's just a level playing field now uh for lack of a better term um and that's just one of the like at least with the the fucking onion article it's like well it's the onion you can you can look at it and be like that's not real and you can point that to other people point that out to other people uh like it, this is a parody website um but with something like that it's like it took so much more time to break down and explain like well no here's what's actually happening here um it was actually just a harsher punishment to begin with uh and that's the problem and and it was just it was such a fucking thing um and yeah it media literacy is a huge fucking problem in the country um we really don't put the effort in that we need to about it and it's really dangerous and really uh, uh really causes a lot of problems because if you don't have that literacy then you will be taken advantage of by people who do yeah. and who are looking to skew information and and may and 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 you know obfuscate shit and and make things more difficult to understand for their own needs yeah it's the whole trump thing the people who voted for trump are one of two things they're either um stupid i'm not stupid that's not fair to say um they are ignorant to what's actually happening or they know exactly what's happening and that's what they want it's the same thing with media, media literacy either you don't understand what's going on or you know exactly what's going on and you want to continue the lie the lie benefits you mm -hmm. and that's the way i look at the at trump supporters it's the same thing you're either ignorant to the fact that like oh well he's gonna bring back the jobs well who took the jobs from you in the first place yeah dude in a suit and you're gonna trust another slick city boy in a suit okay cool then you're pretty ignorant about how the world works or he's doing all this stuff and it's gonna benefit me mr white percent oh white percent <laughs> white one percenter um, because all of the things that he's going to do is going to help me make even more money so that I can be more in power and less uh, accountable for anything that I do. It's, yeah, it, it sucks. And it sucks that it's, 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 and you can't say that it hasn't always done it, but that it's, it, it's pervasive and it's in everything. It's in, it's in the things we love. It's in comic books. It's in um, movies. It's in video games. Like all of this stuff revolves around greed and money. And it just, it, fucking sucks man and like to think that like i saw a really really great meme the other day that really really hit home and like made me like you know when something you're like yeah i agree with that and then it makes you sad because you realize how fucked up the world is when it was talking about like dancing and singing and creating art were things that humans did to share joy for the sh the, the sheer sake of doing them because it was something we could share with each other and now all of it's monetized and the only value it has is if it makes you money. And I was like, fuck, like, that made me depressed. I was like, damn, that's awful. 
and like like how do we how do we move forward do we move move forward or do we continue to do what we do right now which is just try to shelter ourselves from it yeah no, i don't i don't mean, i was like man no I was like, you got it oh <laughs> uh, no the only thing i was going to say is um like i'm not to be honest i'm not sure like what really exactly the what is like what the answer is because i feel like under i mean under capitalism there's just a huge pressure to monetize yeah. literally everything you do yeah. especially when it's like you know if if like the i feel like the hope should be or the the hope that a lot of us have is like oh well we all have to work, do stuff we don't like to make money so maybe we'll get a chance to maybe do something we do like and make something from it without really considering that like you know doing that can make you not love it anymore yeah. a lot a lot a lot of uh my friends from college who were you know who were just doing art or went to school for art you know ended up in in gigs where they don't love it anymore they don't love the thing that they did because of all the other stuff that came with trying to make it a business trying to <clears throat> trying to turn trying to you know do it but through capitalism and it just became not not fun anymore yeah yeah 100 percent um what is fun though is is that there is hope I love doing this like Jerry Springer-esque like moment of <laughs> reflection thing that I'm doing at the end of the podcast. Um, what gives me hope for all of this is that we have these communities where we support each other, where we where we make a point to have these places where we can have these conversations, but also find the things that we share. Um, and that's an, that's welcome to anybody on, on, on Facebook. It's the great geek refuge group. Um, realize that there are rules because if there's not, there's, there's chaos and there's anarchy and there's bad actors out there who are going to try to manipulate this and try to use it for their own, uh, nefarious purposes. Um, we police that shit and it's honestly, it's self-policed because most of the people in the group are better about doing it than the admins are. <laughs> We're just there to hit the buttons. You guys just tell us what's going on. We got you. Um, that's why we created this. That's what I said at the beginning of the podcast. I mean that truly, um, we will overcome this because there are enough people out there. We just need to connect. There's enough mm -hmm. people out there that want these things. There's enough people that, that want to make a change that don't want to just like see it change. They want to be the change. So that's our goal. That's what we're shooting for. Um, little by little, as we talk about geeky, nerdy things here. Um, that's going to do it for this week, folks. I We appreciate you. We really, truly do. But let me start my appreciation with the two guys that are on this podcast with me. James Rambo and MC Brooks. I appreciate you both, fellas. I really, truly do. Um, this is always the highlight of my week is getting to talk about these sorts of things with you. Um, we got holidays coming up here. So be forewarned, folks, that um, there might be some breaks in content, but we'll be back. We'll, you'll hear from us. In fact, I think the next one we do, we might maybe talk about some of our favorite things from Thanksgiving. I know we've done side dishes before. I think we did a, a, a bracket for side dishes in the past, didn't we? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 We'll come up with something Thanksgiving themed, um, for, uh, for maybe our next episode. Um, but either way, um, stay safe out there. Um, be nice to each other as, as much as you possibly can. Uh, to use the old phrase, uh, hey, don't be a juice bag. Um, but also to use the new phrase, remember folks, together, there are no heights that we can't reach.
every word. Each lie was more absurd. Thank you for listening to GGR Pirate Radio. Make sure you check out our website, greatgeekrefuge.com, for all of our awesome articles and wonderful podcasts. This has been Pirate Radio Network production, Juice Bags. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy!